the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for a conversation about the things we share in common. Our common hopes, our common fears, our common struggles. Together, we'll wrestle with the questions that we all have about the issues that affect our lives. This is The Common Good. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Fromm and Ian Simpkins. Welcome back to The Common Good on AIM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. As always, you can find us on Facebook at The Common Good Radio Show. You can text us at 68683, or you can find old podcasts wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Uh, well, every Monday, this has become our, our only show tradition that we have, our recurring guest. We have <laughs> welcomed Dallas Jenkins into the studio for what we are calling Media Monday. Thanks for coming back, man. That's the first time I've heard that uh, introduction, the the common good. Uh, <laughs> I just heard your lower register. I think you should do the voiceover, no, the actually, for to- one of these. The dulcet tones of the common good, <laughs> greeting you every day. That was, that was beautiful. There's, there's candles everywhere. Yeah, I, I held hands with you during this. Thing. It was, it was that precious. part is true. It's, that is true. <laughs> it's ringtones everywhere. Yes. yes. As a reminder, Dallas... Uh, uh, has all sorts of movies and stuff out there, but re- currently The Chosen, thechosen.tv is where you can find episodes that have just recently released. That's thechosen.tv. Before we jump into Avengers and stuff, just curious on a week-by-week basis, how's The Chosen going? Are you happy with the response you're getting? Uh, lots of people downloading and watching. How's The Chosen going? Yeah, it's been uh, overwhelming, actually. Um yeah, the trailer is over 10 million views, which is Whoa. cool. We didn't, yeah. we didn't spend any money for that; just put it out there. So that's seriously, cool. yeah. The people who've watched the episodes have uh, have been responding at, a, at an incredible rate. And wow. we we just uh, I, what I didn't expect was I think we may have mentioned this last week. I didn't expect how many parents would would say their kids were loving it. Yeah, um, I got a text from, and then I got a text from a cousin who works at a juvenile detention facility who showed episode one to the kids who normally tune out all the Jesus stuff. And he said they were just absolutely transfixed. And so wow. it seems to be crossing age lines and all that. So that's been really cool to see. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we're, uh, and I'm writing, writing the next four episodes now. So it's been pretty cool. Outstanding. Well, speaking of media, uh, Avengers took over the, but that and Game of Thrones, two things I didn't watch this weekend. <laughs> yeah. When you say, how's the chosen doing? And then we go into the <laughs> Avengers. Speaking, speaking uh, of media. Not as well as the Avengers. I'll, I'll admit that. We, were, you, were you feeling good? Yeah. It's about to go away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like how many people go to your church compared to Joel Osteen's yeah, church? Right. How's it going? <laughs> So Speaking of successful churches, <laughs> how good are you at basketball compared to LeBron? Yeah. All right, yes. well, so the stats are coming out, and it's just crazy. Worldwide, Avengers this weekend made one over one point two billion dollars, and just number one rank everywhere. Everybody's seeing this movie. So, a, I think you said you saw it. So, what did you think of it? And did it surprise you? Uh, we all knew that it would do phenomenally, but did it surprise you at all that it did this well? Yeah, this is a little bigger than. I mean, this is. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah, is, this right. is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I did see the movie. My family went and saw it and uh, really liked it a lot. My, my, my son, I have an 18-year-old who's a big nerd. Um, <laughs> and 
a big Marvel nerd, and uh, he loved it. Uh, I mean, and he was like cheering during during the during the movie, and then we'd lean over. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then we'd awesome. learn over and go, "Why are you cheering?" What? Because he recognizes all the little Easter eggs and stuff like that. Yeah. that uh, some character <laughs> that I didn't recognize, but but uh, yeah, it's it was really interesting, and um, I think that it's again, it's one of those shows that unites people. Uh, it's PG thirteen, so it's not necessarily for everybody. Yeah. Right. I, I I don't necessarily recommend it for kids under certain ages because there's some swears in it, as we say, <laughs> some swears. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's been in- incredible, and I think you know we've talked about this off the air. I think it's always anytime that something is this cr- mass culture successful, yes, Christians mm-hmm. should open their eyes and go, huh, yeah. what are they doing? What, what, what are they, what, 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 what secret have they learned right. to reach this many people yeah. all at once on a weekend, which is what, of course, every church in America is trying to do is get a yeah. bunch of people totally. to come on a weekend and sit in a room for a couple hours, you know, a <laughs> couple hours. So, Ours is a tight 60 minutes. Yeah. That is a... <laughs> well, I've been to a few, uh, non-white churches that are longer than the Avengers. He went average. <laughs> he went average. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, that's a great segue, though, because uh, I do think there's usually one of two responses. One is what you mentioned. The church says, what can we learn from? Mm. And then sometimes, unfortunately, it's the church's response to just bury its head in the sand. Like, we're going to do everything the opposite of them because uh, church is about being miserable. And if people <laughs> like it, then Jesus can't be in it. Right. Sure. That feels like that was even his criticism or the criticism of Jesus. Like, that can't be the Messiah. People enjoy him. Like, that, <laughs> it just felt odd. Right. I, I'm curious about the first one. How... In what ways do you think that the church, Big C Church, or leaders, or just Christ followers, what can we learn from this massive success of a Marvel movie? Well, there's a couple things. Number one is the power of story. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus knew that. We, that's a cliche, but Jesus told stories. Uh, it's how he gave truth. Hmm. Uh, more often than not, was by telling a story. And the Avengers, uh, the, the Marvel universe that's been created, is probably the greatest assembly of stories ever created in the media world. Wow. I mean, there's been 22 films so yeah, far that's nuts. Uh, wow. in the last 10 years. And uh, it's, and all of the films, the vast majority of the films have been good. Yeah. Like have been enjoyable to watch. I've seen all of them. I've, I've enjoyed myself and in, in most of them. So as a director, you're saying that the art itself actually is quality. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure they're happy to hear me say that. <laughs> that Dallas Jenkins in Elgin, Illinois approves Approve. of, the, of the production quality the of the up. Avengers. Uh, they're coming a long way. I'll say that. Uh, um, There's so, potential. Yes, yes. So, uh, so I think the the storytelling is a huge deal, mm-hmm. and the the and I think a lot of the Avengers movies obviously are are good parables. They're mm. they're metaphors in many ways because obviously they're not real. Superheroes aren't real uh, in 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 this world, mm. um, but. The way that they tell the stories, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, the beginning, middle, and end, it all follows the general technique, techniques of, of good storytelling, mm. uh, what we call the three-act structure um, that Aristotle, you know, talked about, yes. you know, hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. ago. Uh, and so I think pastors have something to learn from that. Yes. Yeah. Again, the truth of what you're saying, the message of the gospel never changes, but sometimes the delivery method changes, sometimes the way that we... Um, we tell the story can 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 be altered based on our listener, mm. uh, and that is what some people mistake as being seeker friendly. But other times, that's just good instruction, good teaching. Yeah. Right? Teachers are always learning. You know, when they teach their students, um, it's not it's not always necessarily what you say; it's what people hear. Yeah. Mm. So that doesn't mean the message changes, but how you deliver it can totally. change. And I yeah. think the number one we can learn from some of these amazing pieces of media. Uh, that the, the the art of storytelling, yeah. and I think any good preacher, any good 
evangelist, any good Christian who who's sharing the gospel should study storytelling. Yes. Because uh, Jesus certainly did. Yeah. And Jesus certainly told the stories uh, and, and used metaphor and used uh, examples uh, from at that time what would have been considered pop culture, hmm. uh, used references that people recognized. Right. Uh, and so that's that's significant. Yeah. And then, of course, the the fact that people long to gather together yeah. uh, in, a, in a room and experience this together. Uh, people are saying that, yeah, we're starting to, uh, movie theaters are starting to become a thing of the past. Uh, everyone's starting to watch their entertainment at home. But this, that's not totally true yet. There's still stories and there's mm, still opportunities yeah. that people do want to see in a, mass, uh, in a mass way. So I think that that's another thing that we don't want to give up on is that church is a place for people to gather, for yeah. people to fellowship. Yeah. And whatever it is that they're doing, they're doing it well. Many times they're doing it better than we are. And so mm. there's just ways to learn. Now, again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying, and I know you guys aren't saying, well, we need to water down the message to sure. appeal to people. Right. And we need to put it in a nice glitzy package. Right. That's not the case. But uh, clearly, whenever someone is doing something that, and again, this is global. This is $1.2 million globally. There yes. was over $800 million outside the United States right. came in. So this is cross-cultural. Yep. And so uh, that's something that, you know, I, as a director and a storyteller, especially making a show about Jesus, try to learn as well. I'm looking, learning marketing techniques, learning storytelling techniques to make sure that people across the world are enjoying this. Yeah. Is it hard for you to sit in a movie theater and just enjoy a movie? Sometimes as a pastor, I have a hard hmm. time listening to other preachers. I just critique them hmm. and I just do that. Can you sit there with your family and just enjoy a movie or is it almost like homework for you and you're kind of trying to yeah. learn? What's it's it like a, for you in a movie theater? It's a little bit of both, but I yeah. think the reason that I make movies is because I love movies. Yeah. The reason I make television is because I love it. And mm. so loving it means you really want to get lost in it. So I, I enjoy it like everybody else. But yeah, sometimes, um, you know, I, I think, again, if I'm doing my job, I'm trying to learn. Yeah. So especially from something good, but even something bad, I'm trying to learn what mistakes. Yeah, yeah right. So. Again, I think it's, again, not, not just for me as a filmmaker. I think for all of us as Christians, anytime we see something that's successful, we should be trying to learn from it in some yeah. way, always thinking strategically about how we can be telling stories uh, of the gospel as yeah. well as they're telling their stories. That's, that's awesome. Good. Well, we are listening to Media Monday. Is it catching on? Do you think, feel like it's going good? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I haven't seen the hashtag trending yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Avengers, hashtag Game of Thrones, and Media Monday. There it is. You can find Dallas Jenkins on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No, nope. you can't. You actually can't. <laughs> if you want to get that joke, go to the podcast from last week's Media Monday. <laughs> yes. so we're excited that Dallas Jenkins is joining us, and he's going to stay here with us for another segment as we continue to talk about media and how do we as Christians interact with pop culture and the things uh, going on around us. That is on The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. We're excited that you're joining us today, and we are excited to be joined again, as we are every Monday, by Dallas Jenkins. Uh, talking about things like media and also uh, his new show called The Chosen.tv, which he hasn't asked us to do this, but I would tell people <laughs> just from myself, having watched it, uh, it's really good. Yeah. So you should watch it. Go it's, to The it's Chosen. Not, it's not called The Chosen.tv. <laughs> It's called The Chosen. The website is TheChosen.tv. <laughs> that would be a very odd title for strange, a Jesus, Jesus show. Film. It would be awesome. 
It's like uh, those churches with it in there. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Like Jesus no. is wearing his own branded T-shirt and all the scenes. Yes. Just visit me at the Chosen. Yeah. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag parables. Uh, no, re- rewind. You should watch the Chosen <laughs> yes. at the Chosen. Did you just say <laughs> rewind out loud? <laughs> yes, rewind, everybody. If you're listening on a cassette deck right now, rewind the podcast. <laughs> this is what I get for trying to be nice. <laughs> trying to be nice. So anyway. We're excited. We spent the beginning talking about Avengers, and we love to get together with Dallas and talk about all things media uh, here each Monday. So one of the things that I've noticed, and uh, I got, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but like you, the videos are getting millions of views now at this point, mm-hmm. and when I kind of scroll through the comments, I'm always like, oh, I, I kind of know this guy now. Like it feels <laughs> it feels really cool though to see people that I've respected in the faith community like resharing the trailer, resharing the links, like, oh, holy cow, how do they even know each other? Which maybe they don't. But one of the things that I find so interesting is um, the comment section, like anything. And it's way... It's way more entertaining when it's not my comment section. Right. I'll be honest, I'm kind of eavesdropping on your comment section. And the vast majority is all sorts of praise. Like, holy cow, all the stuff you were saying, like, my kids actually enjoy it, or right. somebody that, you know, it's helped me talk to my neighbors. Like, sure. it's mostly complimentary, but you can never get away from the trolls, right? right? And one of the ones that I saw last night, kind of scrolling through, I think it was one of the trailers, uh, it was a guy ca- kind of accusing you all of adding to the biblical text and kind of doubled down. You responded, and then right. maybe somebody else on your team responded, and kind of doubled down, other people started joining Sort of quote his side, like yeah, you are you are adding to the Bible. What do you th- who do you think you are? Like right. how do you how do you process feedback like that, and how do you answer accusations like that when yeah. when they come up? So there's two levels of it. One is mm. so he's responding to we re- on our Facebook page, uh, which is you just look up the chosen on Facebook. We're easy to find. Um, we we posted a scene from episode three where Jesus is talking to a group of children, and it's not a moment that's in scripture. Um, but we, many of the things Jesus says in the scene are from Scripture, or at least similar to things that he said in Scripture. Mm. And someone was saying, uh, this is not scriptural, therefore it's wrong, <laughs> therefore you shouldn't, uh, you know, you shouldn't do this. You're adding to the Bible, and, and the book of Revelation says not to do that. So that that's one thing, which is just that, that, that quote-unquote controversy of the fact that our yeah. show doesn't, it, it includes more things than are just mentioned in scripture. So that one is a relatively easy one to respond to just because we're not writing a new gospel. Right. Um, we're not scripture. We're not claiming to be scripture. We, our show is designed to point people towards scripture and to love scripture even more. And we believe that adding backstory and adding, getting you to connect with these people even more, people like Simon and Matthew, even more enhances that moment in scripture when they encounter Jesus. And we've heard that over and over from people who've appreciated that. But people do get uncomfortable when you start to speculate on what maybe wasn't included in scripture. And Mm -hmm. I get that. And I take that very seriously. And we have biblical consultants and experts uh, working on the show who read the scripts and make sure that everything is within the, within the intention of scripture and with what you can glean from the the narrative. But you guys are pastors. I'm sure you have preached sermons about stories from the gospels. And sometimes you'll say, so, you know, what, what what must this, what must Simon have been thinking here? And then you go into biblical and historical context. You say, now remember guys, at this time, the Romans were this and taxes were this and Uh things that aren't necessarily listed in scripture. So scripture isn't the only document that can exist that captures the history of that time. And so I always find it unfair that people might think that it's okay to do a you know a, a the story of George Washington or make a movie about Abraham Lincoln, but not about <laughs> Simon Peter, hmm. uh, because uh, the only thing that they ever did is 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 in scripture, and anything that's not in scripture didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, so that's a little bit weird. But <laughs> to, to the other point, which is how do you handle? And I, I would say 
and you were you were using lighthearted term, but saying the trolls. I don't think that everyone who criticizes us is necessarily yeah, I agree. a troll. I agree. Uh, trolls, I usually consider to be people who are anonymous or people who are saying things clearly to just cause dissension or they're saying things that are untrue uh, and they have no desire to try to correct the record even when you point it out. Got it. But uh, I do respond on our Facebook page uh, to most comments because I, it's not necessarily for the person who made the comment. And I think it's just good for us to remember this even on our own personal f- Facebook mm-hmm. pages or mm. whatever is that when someone is criticizing you or arguing, many times there's no chance to change their mind. Right. But you don't necessarily respond for their point, for, for them. You respond for the people who are reading. Mm. And so when you, uh, Ian and Brian, are on maybe, if you guys ever pipe in on your own Facebook pages or on your church's Facebook pages, I think the lesson to remember is the person that you're talking to specifically is unlikely to change their mind. But there are people who read. Yeah. And there are people who are looking to see how you respond. Yeah. Are you kind? Are you respectful? Uh, do you That's stick good. to your guns, which is good, too? Sometimes they want to see a backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually help instruct people on how to respond by how you respond. That's good. That's and good. so it's a good opportunity for a pastor, especially, or for a Christian to uh, who's, who's not a pastor, just a layperson, to you know, live by example, not only in person, but on the Internet and on social media. Mm. And you are an example. You are a witness by how you respond to, quote unquote, the trolls. And so I think that's got its own value. And then, again, even the points that you are making are for the sake of the readers, because there are some people who are on the fence about an issue. Right. So someone may be liking The Chosen, but going, gosh, I wonder what Dallas thinks about the fact that he's adding to Scripture. Is he, yeah. or is, is he, is, this, this must be, this is making me maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, but I'm not sure. What does he have to say mm. about it? And I think it's good for him to see me respond to this person in a respectful way, making cogent points. Uh, and, and then sometimes being funny and sometimes pushing back a little bit, some, showing a personality, yeah. showing that we're not a marketing company that just got canned responses. I think that's right. always good, too. So. I think that's always important. That's really good. So people might not re- uh, realize this, but your dad was a well-known Christian author, wrote the Left Behind series and yes. other things. How much did you learn from him? How much that's you, a, you had a dad in the limelight? I'm yes. wondering mm. what that was like for you. That's a great question because it brings up a, uh, a story. I remember um, the New York Times had a front page article about my dad um, and Left Behind several years ago. And the opinion of the, of the New York Times was that Left Behind was doing damage to the earth because readers, because they believed that the rapture was coming soon, that they didn't care about the environment and didn't care about the earth. So he was doing that thing that we talked about last week, which is making assumptions about what people are thinking. Yeah. And that's what Twitter trolls love to do is, you know, I've, I've, I've had assumptions made about me a lot. So they were assuming what my dad was doing and what Christians were doing and book readers were doing. And so my wife, who's really feisty and loves to defend, <laughs> she loves, she defends, she's very defensive of me. She defends my dad. Yep. Mm. And she wrote a letter. To, she wrote an email no to kidding. the author of that uh, our, our New York Times article, and he responded. Really? And she was like, you don't know my father-in-law, and he's, you know, you don't understand his motives. And anyway, my dad just said, truth and time walk hand in hand. And that's mm. that didn't come from him. That's a common phrase. But... He, his patience and his willingness to be criticized. I mean, when the Left Behind books sold 70 million copies, uh, obviously they had lots of supporters, but there were pastors, there were books that were written about them, yep. criticizing them. They were on the mm-hmm. front page of Time magazine. There were plenty of articles slamming my dad, and he just didn't respond. He just mm. didn't care. Wow. Uh, he responded to his friends. He responded to his supporters. He responded to the people on his website. He, you know, but, but when someone is opining off in the distance, someone he doesn't know, he can't control the reaction, and he taught yeah. me so much about that, about patience and about being willingness 
to the, the willingness to not get caught in the in the in the weeds of what people think about you. Yeah. And I've learned that over the years myself uh, to not have a fear of man, as the Bible talks mm, about. Yeah, that's yeah. Really and that's good. what that is, is when you when you uh, are getting criticized and you it starts to bother you too much or especially for a show like The Chosen where 98% of the comments are positive, and then they get caught up in the two that are negative, yep, right. that's a fear of man. And yep. I don't care as much what men think or women think as I do about what God thinks, and that's what my dad taught me more than mm. anything. That's really good. It makes me think, too, because he, and I think it's getting harder and harder to actually like block out the noise yeah. because the noise seems to be more and more a central part of sure. our lives because I imagine even his close circle of friends, they weren't all yes men. There were probably people really close to him that criticized right. and offered feedback. Did you see him respond well when it was people in close proximity offering an opinion that was yeah, disagreeable? Yeah, so kind and respectful and not defensive. That's a big thing, not treating every criticism like it's an attack. Yeah, and then, right. of course, sometimes you can just point at the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> 70 million people can't be wrong. There guys. you go. <laughs> so I can't do that quite yet because I'm not that successful, but one day I'll just point at the scoreboard. Yeah, you're getting there, man. As our, as our Lord would say. There you, the scoreboard. Scoreboard. there you go. <laughs> as our Lord would say. That's great. Well, Dallas, we love having you in here. Let's do it again next week. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate it. You've again been listening to Dallas Jenkins. You can go check out The Chosen at thechosen.tv. And it's that... Media Mondays. You forgot our title. Yeah, just try uh, to see. Uh, that's right. Media Mondays <laughs> with Dallas Jenkins. We're excited to have you here on The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.